Today's guest is a multifamily investor known as Ms. Pili Arusi. Pili Arusi loves to help people and to lead with aloha. She's a founder and investor education. She's a founder and investor education and relations director for URC Holdings, a multifamily investment firm that has acquired over 1,900 units valued at $180 million since 2016. The firm repositions properties through operational efficiencies, moderate to extensive renovations, and complete rebranding. Peely is a co-founder and a coach at Seven Figure Multifamily, where they focus on real estate syndication and multifamily investing and trains others on the success formula for buying apartment buildings at sevenfiguremultifamily.com. Peely is a co-host of the Multifamily Live podcast, producing actionable content and tools to build and strengthen your multifamily business. She is also the co-host of the Jason and Peely Guide to Real Estate Investing, a fun and interactive YouTube that features all the great things that she and Jason are working on. Her and her husband also have three children, Luke, Lily, and Leo, an English bulldog named Jill. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy this episode. Peely the Beast. All right, Peely. So 2022 has been a wild year for you, I'm certain. Uh, but you have done a lot. And I've seen some of the work you've done online and how many people's lives, particularly women's lives, you've impacted. How was 2022 for you in the real estate world and just personally? It was an amazing ride. There was, I mean, we were still, I felt like we were still on the uptick, even though a lot of people said we were in the throes of recession. You know, things were starting to go down. Mm-hmm. Everybody had this doom and gloom feeling. Right. But the thing is with Jason and I, like Jason's more of a realist than I am. I'm kind of like an optimist. I will stay on the positive right. and I will bring everyone with me, which is, which is just who I am. So like you said, I, Jason and I sought to impact as many lives as possible, either by our message yeah. or by actually investing with us. We actually did, uh, sold a bunch of our, our properties and we also bought a bunch. Okay. So we were, our real estate business was still going. And throughout that, I guess this, this change, mm-hmm. we still held on to our beliefs that within the strength of our partnership with each other, right. the support that we have together and the support that we have of our community and our businesses, right. we were able to grow exponentially. Our business itself, we brought on, what was it, three, four, four employees. Wow. We moved our office. You know, during COVID, we all came home. We all had our home offices. We actually opened up a brand new office. Right. We, we brought all of our employees there, and we're thriving within this, this new turn of the market. You, you mentioned something in that you talked about your positivity and how you how you have that natural ability to pull people along with you has that ever worked against you in, in what you guys are doing in, in real estate and all i guess the only way it would work against me is to have and i've learned this over the years sometimes mm-hmm. i'll be too optimistic mm-hmm. um i'll i'll let myself be blindsided mm-hmm. um i was actually just thinking about this the other day which is really interesting because i come from a standpoint of trusting until until somebody gives me a reason not to. Got it. So when that reason not to ever comes around, that could be something that pulls us. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that has never, that I can think of, happened to us. Interesting. I can't think of a 
turning point where it was actually a person that brought us down. Because when it comes down to it, it's our responsibility, right? Right. It's our responsibility to ourselves to make the decisions to step forward, no matter what should happen. Does that make sense? So yes, positivity can be a negative in some ways, Mm -hmm. but if you temper that with responsibility and I'm being responsible with my positivity, then really nothing can go wrong. Responsibility with the positivity. That is that is one hundred percent some kind of line that needs to be quoted somewhere. Uh-huh. That needs to be in the next book. So yes. <laughs> so let me ask you this then. Is that you think that's a part of just and forgive me if this seems odd, but like from my experience when I was in Hawaii, it was it was part of the Hawaiian spirit, right? It was mm-hmm. part of all my friends in Hawaii had that same positivity, like no worries, brought up the horrible accent, but that was like no matter what it was cars were exploding on the side of the road tires were popping kids were running up and down the street but everybody was always positive you think a part of that with you is is derived from that most definitely and you were pretty close i, I almost thought you were my brother almost <laughs> i'm working on it i'll work on it <laughs> it's <clears throat> i mean i can go directly to my name so mm. not everyone knows my entire name so every, most people know me as peely Okay. I know it's Pili. So my entire name is actually Pili Aloha, which oh. means close love. So it act in Hawaiian it means close love. So that's yeah. why my motto is to live with Aloha to mm-hmm. and to lead with Aloha. So I lead with basically myself. I was yeah. named this. So why not enter into a room, enter into the world with this Aloha? So the Aloha spirit mm-hmm. is all encompassing. It's <sighs> The, I don't know if you know, because there's no equivalent in the English language. It's like, Mm-mm. it's like shalom. It's like, it's like peace. Okay. But like, it's like an all encompassing love. It's like the love of a partner, the love of a friend, the love of a family member, the love that you have for your ancestors. Mm. I mean, it's so much. And Hawaiians just, I think they naturally exude this. And plus yes. the land itself naturally exudes this so you know something bad could happen i remember my grandfather that's where i get my smile (laughs) my grandfather like no matter what if you ever saw that man angry something was horribly really bad happened right because it had to be something super bad i've only seen it once we're not going to go into that story fair enough but it was like i come from that mindset Mm -hmm. of if it's not really bad, then why dwell on it? Cal Elrod from The Miracle Morning and says this, like, give yourself that time to be depressed, mm-hmm. to to scream, to yell, to gnash your teeth, to like say all the bad words. Right. And then after that five minutes is passed, take the step forward. Because mm-hmm. that's the only way to grow. If you leave, if you live too much in the past or live mm-hmm. too much in the negative, mm-hmm then you're never going to move forward no matter what. That is, wow. That's an epic way of thinking about it. I never, I never, that never struck me. So with that in the, with that in mind, how do you maintain in the wildness and craziness that you guys go through when it comes to real estate, particularly like, like you said, 2022 was good, even though everything was kind of falling apart around you, but somehow you maintain that positivity. How do you, is that something you practice or how are you doing that? So it's definitely practice. It's definitely a little bit of, this is part of it's kind of just 
how I've always been. Right. I've always been sort of on the positive end of everything. And another thing is practice. So I'd be lying if I said I woke up with sunshine and rainbows every day. <laughs> okay. Unicorns and all that stuff, flowers ocean beaches. You get what I'm saying. Absolutely. So there's days when I wake up and I'm just like, I don't want to. I don't want to do the things. I don't want to people. I don't want to make those 50 phone calls I have to make today. Right. And you, you're probably, if you're listening to this, you're probably a real estate professional. So you know what I'm talking about. Um, and on those days, I know I have to stick to my morning routine. It's those days that if I feel like I don't want to get out of bed, those are the, especially the days and if I have a really bad day, I like look at Jason, I'm like, kick me out of this bed. Just right. push me over and get me out of the bed. <laughs> it helps to have a partner that religiously wakes up at 4.32 and he's won the day. Right. I sleep in until maybe 5.30-ish. <laughs> Bad sleeping in, huh? I stopped, I stopped it with the 4.32. I was just like, no, not going to do that anymore. Okay. Not do that anymore. So 5.30... I'm like, but I know I need to get up at that time because right. I need that hour to work out, meditate, right. read, and just center myself. Even if it's just to like read a book or even if it's like to browse the internet for a little bit, whatever right. it is that I need to do for me, take that shower. I have three kids, mamas. I know there's days where you don't get that shower in, especially if you have really young ones. <laughs> take that shower, take care of yourself because there's been too many years months where i've forgotten about me right and it wears on the rest of my family starting with my husband like jason feels it first inching its way down to my kids and inching its way into my business so i have to start with me first if i yeah. have to start with my mindset first and i know because we all have a giving mindset. Right. I know you do. I know a lot. I know I would say 99.98% of your listenership has the giving mindset. Absolutely. But it starts with you because you can't give from an empty cup, Ooh, right? That's very true. That's that's very true. With that, let's talk about your day-to-day -day routine, your morning routine. And I'm sure that it extends a little bit past that up until the kids throw everything off and family throw everything off. It's just how it works. So you, you mentioned, all right, first thing you do, you get up about 5.30, you go mm -hmm. to work out, you do your meditation, yoga, what have you. Is that lined up by minute by uh, for your time frame for that hour or you just kind of wing it? How does that work? So it used to be. So Jason and I, for the long for a year, we did 75 Heart when it first came out with Andy okay. Frisella. I have the book behind me. If you can, if you're seeing the 75 video, it's right hard. Got 75 it. hard. So that before that we had gotten to CrossFit, we were already pretty healthy, but this was what kind of took us through COVID because it gave us more regiment during a time when we could have just like lost it. Got it. It gave us times to work out how much you're supposed to work out. Make sure you drink this amount of water, read that book, take that cold shower, all of it. We did that for a year. It was great. I tried to do it again. I couldn't. And I realized it's because I, I like and I need mm -hmm. a schedule. I need that regiment. But I got tired of telling of somebody else telling me what to do. So if any of your listeners are in this mode too, where it's like you're reading the books, you're watching the YouTube, you're trying to take all the classes, maybe you might be in this mode where you just don't want somebody else on a book or on the television telling you what to do. So for anybody that's 
listening to this and having this mindset, then you need to take the responsibility and tell yourself what to do. So I tell myself I have to get up at 530 for all the reasons why I told you. I don't tell myself you have to do yoga from XYZ. I give myself that hour because I know my kids are going to wake up sometime be- between 6 and 6.30. So right. time, some, sometimes I only have a half an hour. So I make sure I at least work out because once the kids get up, I am mommy. I am, mm-hmm. I am mommy. I am there. I am theirs because they go to school. By right. 7.30, they are dropped off and I am back to being, okay, now what do I do? So me time, kids mm-hmm. time. 7.30, the kids get dropped off. But during that me time, it's not regimented. The rest of my day, though, I have everything time blocked. Do I follow it? I'd say 50%. <laughs> Got it. Yes, and 50% no. If it's an actual, it's, if it's a meeting, like right now, right. I knew I had this going on. I knew I had to be here and I'm respecting other people's time. So it's in my calendar. I am ready five to 10 minutes before, especially for a video call. Make sure the computer's good. Everything's working. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll tell you that is um, what you're saying is the exact same thing that I have found particularly recently. So I'm always working out in the morning, of course. But I've found that anytime I don't work out in the morning or if I don't sit down and do, you know, whatever prep for an interview or go through the lighting and the, and the computer system and make sure everything's lined up, that come about 740 when my girls are dropped off to school, it's just shot for the rest of the day. There's, nothing's happening. It's gone. Right. So it's interesting that you do that that way. Now, how do you you mentioned you were been you've been regiment, not regimenting, but lining up everything in the afternoons, particularly for the rest of the day. How are you lining that up? And then outside of like the automatic pieces like this interview and things like that, how do you adjust and and move? Do you get on yourself hard for stuff that you miss out on? I stopped doing that. Mm. I had to. I had to. Things happen all the time. Yeah. You have kids. I have kids. Yes. They decide. In fact, I'm going to be completely (laughs) honest. Okay. Before this interview, they weren't. I mean, you were there. They weren't ready. They weren't in their room. They weren't set up on their on their things to do. So it was noisy. It was chaotic. But I know, and I don't let that like, detract. In fact, I let that energy energize me into whatever it is I'm doing because they're a part of my big lot. So my day is very regimented, and and it makes it actually makes it so I can be more creative and more open. Right. Like I said, during the day is me time them time they get dropped off i have another half an hour give myself another half an hour to get done with whatever else i needed to get done for myself maybe i didn't get my shower done maybe i didn't get something else done that half an hour is free after that it's one thing time by gary keller from nine to two that one thing could be as long as i get my one thing done and sometimes it's something that i know i need to do or sometimes i go to jason i'm just like is there something that you need me to take care of today because I know I am, am his, as his wife, mm-hmm. I'm his ultimate support system. And I want to let him know on a constant basis, how can I support you? Right. He does the same thing for me. But sometimes, even though we see each other every day, we talk to each other, we own the same business, we're in the same business. It's a great reminder for your, even either, either your life partner or your business partner to remind them, hey, I'm here to support you. 
Is there something that I can do right now that will make your life easier? I have this time. I have a moment. I have an hour with which to get something done for you. It's a good reminder to them, but that's why I just, I call it my one thing time. And then sometimes there's interviews, sometimes there's other things sprinkled in there. But I know within that time period, I have to get done with that. I have to have that success. So I know I'm pushing the needle forward. If it's a half, like a millimeter, or if I've done a hundred miles, whatever it is, I need to make sure I've pushed it forward. After that two two o'clock, driving to the school, picking the kids up, and I am mommy again. Got it. I try my best not to be on the computer, not to answer my phone, unless it's something that has already been scheduled. So I can let my kids know, hey, I know this time is for us, and mommy needs to do this, or mommy needs to do that. And then they know that mommy helps people, so they understand because I've explained it to them. They know our business. They see our buildings. We take them to see them all the time. When we go on, on conferences, they know mommy and daddy are going to go help people. Right. So they understand. And then after that, it's time for me and Jason. And then it's time to sleep. Because if I don't <laughs> Yeah. It's all off. Yeah. I imagine it's very hard to wake up in the morning if you go to sleep at one o'clock and try and wake up at five. That doesn't, that doesn't work out at all. No. No, I've tried it. I didn't work. <laughs> I tried it yesterday. It still didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I did too. Yeah, too. yeah. It's 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 tough. It's tough how, and it's interesting when you think about it because it's all about the discipline. And I know you talk about this, and Jason spoke about this as well. Like having that discipline to do what you're supposed to do, so that you continue to do what you're going to do. If that makes sense. So that that um, yeah. I think the same complete, thing. Complete sense. It's all about responsibility. Absolutely. Like taking ultimate responsibility for yourself. Yes, I'm married. Yes, I have children. But if something goes wrong, even though there might be outward things happening, it's my response Mm -hmm. to those outward things that make it my responsibility. We've talked a lot about, as we've talked, you've mentioned quite a few times about the kids. Mm -hmm. With your kids, what is it you think, when they get older, what is it you want them to learn from you? And what is it that you don't want them to learn from you? Oh, that second part was really that hit. <laughs> Fourth part, what I want them to learn, that they have choices to make. And mommy and daddy are going to try and give them as many choices as possible. Right. In fact, they right now, music-wise, I'm looking at two ukuleles, two violins, a keyboard, and a drum set in my office. Hitting them all, huh? <laughs> Hitting all of them. <laughs> music like they try all the sports they try like my oldest son is really into math but like i'm just like here's an here's an art set even though i'm just like yes you are awesome at math i'm just like here's here's some paint it's the complete opposite for my daughter my daughter actually has a full adult art kit and i'm just like hey let's try some math i want to make sure that they know that they have choices and that throughout their lives they understand what mommy and daddy are doing. See, I don't like, I honestly don't care whether they go to college or they go to a trade school or they're artists or they're painters, which is an artist, or they paint houses, let's go with that. Or or (laughs) whatever it is they end up doing. Got it. I want them to be safe. I want them to be healthy. I want them to make sure that they can provide for themselves into the future. I wanna make sure that they are set up to assume responsibility for their lives 
when the time comes. Do I want them to be wealthy? That would be amazing. Mommy and daddy will take care of that for a little bit. Right. But after that, I want to make sure that no matter if we leave them with a million dollars or we leave them with a trillion dollars, you and I both know that could be gone in a blip under the under the wrong people without the responsibility. Right. So I have I have personal responsibility, my, myself and Jason, to make sure our children know this, that one day they will have the ultimate responsibility for their lives. They will have an assortment of choices. And I want to make sure they choose the right and healthy ones for themselves. What I don't want them to learn. Mm. <laughs> Probably the opposite of all of that. <laughs> And I'm very, very curious because there have been times in my life, especially when I was younger, and when I say younger, like in my 20s -hmm. and probably my early 30s, and this is like before I had kids, um, where I didn't take responsibility for my life, where I played the blame game, right? where I said that I didn't do that or I doesn't like that wasn't my fault. I know. I know this is hard to hear for some of your listeners, but I know you play this game too. Because even with with my mindset now, I find my mind sometimes doing that where I like, and I know it's I didn't have enough sleep or maybe I didn't eat well or something, like something's wrong within me and I have to meditate and I have to come back and I have to talk to Jason or like I second guess myself. Like I want my children to understand that they have that responsibility and I want them to be confident in the knowledge of themselves. Not, and I don't even think there's a such thing as overconfidence. You know what? Responsibility, mm. Like it's a responsible confidence and it's a confidence that I didn't have growing up. I had wonderful parents. I had a wonderful upbringing. Wasn't any of that. It was just, I second guessed myself. I didn't know my worth and I tied my worth so much to others that I enabled myself to play the billing game. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Oddly enough, I think I think you're 100% right. It, there, I think it's not a, there's nothing that is overconfidence. I think the issue is when your confidence exudes to others, they see it overconfidence. Like it's a, it's a perspective thing. I worked at uh, HRC, which is U.S. Army's Human Resources Command. I'm still in the Army now, so I worked over there. And when I got there, this was very, very bold of me. I sent a <laughs> sent an email to everybody in the community and said, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. I'm here, right? So for me, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was Yay. more fun than anything else, right? I wanted them to feel a change of pace. But mm-hmm. I realized as I look back, it kind of bit me in the behind, not because I was overconfident, is because they weren't comfortable with that confidence. So it had already set a tone for my entire time there where, well, he's not really taking care of us or he's cocky, he's this, he's that. So I was constantly going against a wave. So I, I think you're 100% right. There's no such thing as overconfidence. I think it's only a matter of how people take that confidence and what they what they are or are not confident with themselves, if that makes sense. So I'm gonna ask you a question. Would you have done it differently? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I, so, so yeah, I, because it's not. Guess I, I'm yeah. going to follow up with something. Because and you, I know you know this. It's not your responsibility for how they take it. It's your yes. responsibility to take responsibility. Absolutely. Or your own how you're going to reply to their reaction. Absolutely. If you're not responsible for their action. Guess what? I bet for that time being, they knew exactly who you were, and in the future. 
if you come back to them and you explain who they are and you're say you're raising capital and you go to some of your old your old friends in the army those people that might have gotten their that email if you still have the email list you probably want to email them um <laughs> and say hey remember me and just go you're welcome right by the way thank you for being in my life right that's um that's that's absolutely true the funny part is i am raising capital these days <laughs> so that call is gonna happen now <laughs> You have to, you have to email that list. I want, actually, I want you to email that list. Uh, yeah, I'm going, I'm going to have to go and track down that email now and, and see if I can find it and re-email everybody. <laughs> so remember, you should reply to that email mm-hmm. and just say, hey, this is, hey, I just wanted to say thank you for being in my life. Yeah, you that replies. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> You start, that's, it goes back to responsibility. Right. You, you went in, you went in hard and you were like, Hey, you're welcome. I'm here. I'm going to improve your life. Mm. And now you go back with gratitude. Man, see, I'm learning something just like everybody else listening and watching as you should be. So, all right, Peely, that's a good dance to us. Good. Got some moves. All right. Good. Let's, um, let me ask you this. You, you talk a lot about m- your mindset. How has your mindset impacted your students? Because you got a lot of students. They've done some great things. How do you think your mindset has impacted them? I actually, I opened my, my calendar up. Like okay. I blew it open because I realized that I wasn't, even though I was talking one-on-one with them, every time we met up, I was talking one-on-one with our students on Facebook. I realized I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't giving them enough. Mm. So Interesting enough, I just had a conversation with a couple yesterday and I am imparting because you can't, you can't make people do anything, right? True, right. And I tell them this, I'm like, I cannot make you do anything. What I'm going to try and do right now is help you to see your confidence, realize your power because mm. my power is leading with aloha. So that is what I'm going to do. With love, I'm going to listen to what they say. For instance, (laughs) they kept on saying, well, we're trying to do such and such. I was like, there you go. Mm. How often do you say I'm trying, right? But it was like every single word, like, well, we're trying to, I don't, it doesn't have to, it doesn't even matter what they were trying to do. And I was like, okay, so what you're going to do is number one, you're going to take that out of your vocabulary. And right after our call, instead of trying, mm-hmm. just go do it. Make your one thing today to go that do that one thing that you've been trying to do and just get it done. As a mentor and as a coach, that's the best thing I can do. So they have the program. You and I both know there are, we all in the multifamily industry, just even any type of real estate, there is a plan that you can follow. Yep. We all do it a little bit. But for the most part, it's the same. What different? What makes us different? For some reason, that word didn't want to come out of my mouth. What makes us different? I knew it's meant. I knew it's meant. Go ahead. (laughs) Is that I want to make sure my students know that I am there. Like I said, this I'm there for. I'm there to support my husband, to support my family, there to support my students, and I want them to know. Hey, here's my cell phone number. If you need me, like for instance, this couple told me, and they're probably gonna listen to this, so I'm not gonna say their names. (laughs) This couple told me, you know, they're like, yeah, sometimes just life happens, right? 
and all these things happen and you get detracted and you, you like start to lose confidence and you start to lose this. And, you know, I was like, all the things I was like, okay, I want you to take a deep breath and realize that life is happening all over, all around us. And isn't that a good thing? You woke up this morning and life got to happen to you. Mm. That's good, right? Yeah. Life happens for a reason. Life happens until it doesn't. So I told them, I was like, you have my cell phone number. I know there's a lot of coaches out there that don't give their cell phone numbers out. My students have mine and I have about a hundred right now. And I tell them every day, I'm just like, if you want, text me. I told, I told this couple, I was like, text me, life happens. Right. And I will tech and I will I will text them back, breathe. And five minutes later, I will text you back. Now get up and get moving. If you need that reminder, find somebody in your life that will be that reminder for you. Find a coach in your life that will actually listen to you and tailor your needs. Like this couple is different from another couple, is different from another single, like entrepreneur, uh 20 year old woman, like all of these, we are all different. This couple happens to need somebody that understands that in their life, they're going through a struggle. But I also understand that if they stay in that struggle, they're not going to move forward. So who in your life can help you to move forward? And that's why what I hope to be for people reach out to me. I know I'm not for everyone, but for anyone that needs me, I'll be there. So I've got two things before we start going to the more fun parts of the discussion. I mean, that wasn't fun? No, th- this, is, this is amazing. Don't get me wrong. This is amazing. I just identify that in my head as a, the fun parts of the show. Maybe I should change my thought process, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. So one thing, I, I actually heard this quote, and it's definitely not from me. I heard Steve Harvey say it one time during an interview. I was watching an interview doing some research. And he said, he had the crowd raise their hand. He said, anybody who's had a bad day, raise your hand. And they all raised their hand. Of course, we all had a bad day, right? He said, okay. Uh-huh. Now, raise your, uh, she said, raise your hand if you haven't survived that, the bad day. And nobody raised their hand. And he was like, the world, right? Everybody who's alive has a 100% win rate on surviving a dead bad day, right? Because if, if it's bad and you're not here, then you're not here. That's mm-hmm. as bad as it gets, right? And that's it. So that's it. I think um, I think you're 100% spot on with that. And that's an interesting way of displaying that to others. And the fact that you as a coach, your students have your cell phone number speaks a lot as well. And that was going to be kind of where my thought process, where my questioning was going to go to is for those who are looking for a coach, how do they know who the right coach is? Like I'm looking for some kind of mentor in the, in the capital raising space, but I'm not sure what I'm looking for. I'm just kind of looking. I know, you know, they say, Hey, go for those who are where you want to be. And that sounds good. But to me, sometimes, and it's like I've coached a soccer team of kids before, and you can't approach each player the same way. Some kids like the stern, you know, hard charging drill sergeant. Some people like some people like the, you know, the soft speaker. They all get distracted by a fire hydrant or, or any kind of fire truck that goes by or train during practice. But I say all that to say it's different for everybody. And you can't just rely on, oh, I'm a female, so I need a female coach or, oh, I'm a male. I need a male coach. Oh, you know, I think it's a little bit more dynamic than that. I was curious what your thought process is when trying to find a coach. So the crazy thing is, is because we are in, in control of our schedules, Jason right. and I have coached oh, or God. are coaching. Yes. You know my pain. Okay. I, I know exactly. I know. And the thing <laughs> is, it's not, <laughs> you're going to laugh because coaching is the same across the board. Mm. It's just with adults 
Well, you think they would explain their feelings more, but even as adults, how many times do you talk to some another individual and you can't explain your feelings? Right. It's add as adults. Why do you think we have that? Uh, what's a shiny object syndrome? Yes. Fire truck. Squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Got so it. I love the fact that you you basically you basically equated the entire coaching, um, whether it's kids or whether it's adults in business, mm. you have students who need to be treated differently. You have students with different needs. You have students with different backgrounds. It starts off with the foundation. Like so, for instance, seven figure multifamily, our coaching program right. starts off with the foundation. The bare bones. This is what you need to learn. And our systems, you need to learn to know multifamily, plain and simple. Everyone gets it. What's different for everyone is their where they fit within that spectrum. You have to learn everything as a multi, as just in real estate. You're learning a new business. Right. But like, where do you fit? What's your what's your what's your temperature? So some like we like to call them the okay. For instance, capital raisers. So we in our in our in our, in our coaching program, we call them our Ironmen. Okay. Those are the people who go for the money. They they go out there. They get it. You have your Hulk, which is which is like they look like big and brawny, but they're they're the smarts. They like to handle the numbers. They like to go out there and get it, but they like to analyze. You have well, you get it. I get you the have yeah. people for different different yeah. positions. Mm-hmm. And just being able to understand where people sit within the business structure mm-hmm. and what's good for them is one thing that I do as a coach. The other thing is just being available. So to actually answer your question, because I kind of went down on a tangent, no, to ask, answer your question, like what you should do when you're looking for a coach. This is what I do when, I look, when I'm looking for a coach. And I'm actually actively looking for someone and I've been looking for someone for the past couple of years. Right. I want somebody that will actually answer my phone call and not give them or not give them my, their marketing team. Mm. Yeah. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be more prevalent. You're going to get more phone calls from marketing teams as we go into the 2023, because it's already happening to me. Like I, I got somebody that called me, he was actually a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. His marketer called me and I was like, the only reason why I picked your call, and this is something that I sent them in 2019. Wow. The only reason why, the only reason why I picked up your call was for, actually for two reasons. I recognize, I recognize the coach's name. Mm-hmm. I actually was in a mentorship program with him and you said this is from something in 2019. I was like, well, number one, I actually want to talk to this mentor because right. I just want to, I want to catch up with him. Right. And number two, that's some mad marketing. They actually went all the way back to 2013 <laughs> and realized that they never called me. Wow. So, so it's going to be happening. But the, and, but the thing is, the bad thing is, is this marketer said, yeah, um, this, uh, can, I'm not going to say names, um, this multi, this is not even multi gun. He's, he's actually a flipper, which I don't do anymore. <laughs> this, uh, this flipping coach, uh, knew your name and gave me your name. I was like, so he didn't think to just call me cause I know he has my cell phone. Right. 
So I'm not, I'm, I mean, I might, I want to, I want to catch up with him, but I'm not going to use him as coach because I want to make sure it's a give and take. I want to make sure that I have this kind of interaction. I want to make sure that yes, I can see what they've done. And like you said, you want to, you want to get coached by those who are in the position that you want to be in. Right. But what I ask is to look past the marketing because there are some people out there with huge marketing spends and look for the people that you want to be around. Right. See if you can get access to that coach. Even if their marketing team calls you, say, hey, can I actually talk to the coach? Can I talk to the owner of the company? Can I talk to whoever it is will be coaching me? Can, oh, you know what? Can I talk to one of your students? Can I talk to one of your former students? Oh, that's one right there. That's it right there. Not, like, there you go. And right. we actually say yes. Like, uh, we have a marketing team. And Chanstar, if you call, especially from the website, if you call, you're going to get my marketing team. But if you ask them, hey, can I talk to Peely? They're going to say yes. Especially if they know that you're serious. Right. And chances are that they have, they probably, if you've called before, they might have like a docket of what have, when you've called, if you're serious, they will tap me into you or they'll tap one of our coaches in, but they know that if they know I want to talk to anybody, I'll talk to everyone. If you're serious about getting into, into real estate, I want to talk to you because I know you might be serious now, but maybe you're not going to jump in until five years from now. Guess who I want you to call five years from now? You. Yeah. I call you. you might not be ready to invest $25,000, $50,000, $100,000. But when you are, guess who I want you to call? Right. Me. And I want you to know if you mm. call my cell phone or if you call my office, I want you to know that I'm going to call you back or one of my team members is going to call you back. And if you want to get in contact with me or even with Jason, that you know that we will pick up the phone. You might hear screaming kids in the background. <laughs> we are all, we are all in real life right now. <laughs> I love it. And I love my kids and I will not like, if I am in the middle of playtime with them and I see that it's important, I'll pick up the call, but I'll probably be like, hey, I can't hear you right now. <laughs> Can I call you back? Yeah, tomorrow. One o'clock. Yeah, we'll have the kids then. Talk to you then. Bye. <laughs> I think that's probably the greatest form of marketing right there. Because we, when you do that, they know. Okay, this is she's really doing this work. That's uh, she picked up the phone. <laughs> right, she's real. She's for real. I mean, to reiterate, you just want to go to somebody who you can learn from. Right. So. If you learn in a very regimented way, you just want the program, you want to do it yourself, then go for that. If you want to learn from somebody who will actually pick up the phone when you call and answer your questions, then you go for that. Because that's the way we do things. We answer questions. We, we're there for our students. And like I said, my students have my cell phone number. And if any of my students are listening to this and you don't have my cell phone number, then- Gotta fix that. Go and ask for it. Right. Sure. <laughs> I know my students are going to be listening to this, and some of them are going to be like, "Wait a minute, wait yeah. a second. <laughs> yeah. Chances are you do, because I, I know I text all of my students, or they get my email and it has right. my number. 
Okay. So let's uh now I'm gonna so we'll probably have to and first of all let's let's do this let's shout out Miss Tori Tori connected me with you and Jason and Tori is dope she has been hugely communicative and helped me to get you both on and I'm gonna hit her again because I'm gonna my intent is to get you guys back on as I've moved into this new stage of the video cast and I want you guys to be on again I've got to figure out how but don't worry about that we'll get that later for now. Let's do uh, what we call troop to task and troop to task is a military term. And all it is, is you're giving the listener or viewer one thing that you want them to do to get started on their real estate journey. Take action. Tell me more. Tell me more. My phrase for 2023 is action required. And I actually got that from church. It's actually in big, bold letters because that's what we're studying. Amen. We're in the gospel of Mark. Okay. And it's action required. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that. If you follow me on Facebook and you see me write really awesome things, it's probably because the pastor put that in my ear. (laughs) So action required. Best place to get it was from church. And I realized that is what I needed for 2023, especially as the market isn't, it's not as, I don't even want to say it the word favorable, because no matter where the market is, a great real estate investor knows how to adjust, knows how to put themselves into the right place at the right time and understands where the market fluctuations and knows that they're going to make mistakes. It's investing. There's risk. It's going to happen. And I'm the more risk adverse person. So saying that's really, really uncomfortable for me, but we're going to live in the uncomfortable because what are we doing? It's action required. Like you, you're in, you're in the army. You understand this. If you just sit in the sidelines and think too much, chances are you're going to die, or somebody's going to die, or somebody's not going to get the help that they needed, or something's going to happen if you don't take the action that's required. Now, I like this phrase instead of just simply taking action, because just taking action, you could. You could take a bunch of action. I could go do jumping jacks right now. That's taking action. That's not going to get me anywhere in the real estate business. I could have an astounding morning routine. I could make my bed every day. I could, I could take my kids to school and I could, I could do all these things to better myself and read all the books. But if I don't take the action required to become the best multifamily specialist, the best multifamily investor, the best person for people to come and invest with, then I'm just somebody with a great fitness routine and that's not the business I am in. So action for 2023 for me is action required. What are the action steps that are required for me to take? No more taking actions that I don't need to take. No more silver objects, shiny object syndrome, no, nothing more of this. And that's why I'm going to come back to what I said about what I do for my husband. Mm. Cause like I said, I am his ultimate support system. And when it comes down to it for our business, he is our leader, like the business leader. When it comes down to it, I understand that he, I'm giving him the power to make the decisions because he is our asset manager. So when it comes to the assets, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with him. Right. I'm going to let him do his thing, and he's gonna let me do my thing, and together we are going to become better every step of the way because we are doing the actions required. Does that make sense? 
Makes perfect sense. So you're going to support yourself by knowing the steps that you have to take, by taking those actions, by letting the mistakes and failures and all that stuff that's going to happen. It's going to happen this year. Lots of people in the past years bought things that they probably shouldn't have bought. Mistakes were made. Mistakes are going to be made. What you're going to do for anybody that is in this position right now is that you're going to give yourself that moment to scream, to shout, to do whatever it is to get yourself out of that, out of that. And then what are you going to do? You're going to take the action required to get yourself to the next level, to get yourself out of that, to talk to your investors that you need to talk to. And then flip side is correct also. When you have those successes, because success and failure are just two sides of the same coin, right? Successes are great. I don't celebrate my success enough. So I'm going to give myself that five minutes to sell like, ultimately celebrate that success that I know I don't do because Jason and I just skip from thing to thing to thing. Let us sit in that success and then understand, okay, now what? Right. What next? How are we going to build on that success? Because just like failure, success is very weighted too. Don't just rest on those lawyer laurels of yesterday. There were there was a moment there when you could you could buy anything and make money. That's true. Don't rest on those laurels. What's the next? step to take what are the actions required Mm, that's uh that's heavy Uh, action required god i like it i like it and it's funny funny enough and i hope jason's listening i hope he caught it you said you won't argue with him about the business (laughs) (laughs) which means which means you will get after him on some other stuff if he messes up. So I like it. I like it. That's, that's what it's supposed to be. We keep each other real. <laughs> Let me just say that. And I think as we learn and grow together as a husband right. and wife, as partners in business, it wastes, it's a waste of time to have a petty argument. I, I'm done with those. And I, I know there are times if I don't get enough sleep or if he doesn't get enough sleep, or if we don't get our things done, or if something happens in the day and we get a little snippy, I know it's that time. And like I said, we're not perfect. Absolutely. We, we face forward positively, but we're not perfect. It's those times when we have to be like, okay, five minutes. <sighs> Lama's breathing <laughs> for him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to realize, because this is my mindset now, that I don't have time for petty arguments. Right. I don't, we don't have the time for that. All we have the time is to love one another and to realize the importance of our words. If it's something that's really important that I have either a feeling or I I don't like something that he's doing, then I will make sure I'm like, Jason, I really don't think we should do this. And I will list the reasons why. It's not just like, I just like, I don't want you to, get into multifamily and that that actually happened mm. i can actually list the reasons why and that was years ago i'd say right. that was 2015 when we first no hold sorry, on sorry. to that one we're, we're going to talk about that when you come on again that's the one we're going to go into when you come back on <laughs> but, but it, it, I, we don't have time for that that's why action is required, required. right right and I, I say and that I, yeah, no, you did. No, I love it. I love it. I, I, that very well might be the title of the entire podcast. I'm going to be honest with you. That was, That is absolutely awesome. And I make light of it, but I think it's really important that a husband and wife are able to get on each other and it not be that big of a deal. Because it's important to maintain that levity, like you said, to support each other. But at the same time, hey, listen, baby, you know, kind of 
I kind of made a bad life choice on that one. And here's here's what I think, right? And it'd it be a conversation as opposed to argument. So I think you're 100% right, and that's um definitely important. So let's um let's hop into the game. Yeah. We're going to play a game called Hot Seat, right? This is real easy. It's nothing crazy. And I'm going to ask you five questions, and I'm going to answer these questions along with you. I just kind of picked them out randomly, so I think they're going to work. Some I might have to adjust on the fly, and we'll, we'll go with that. So <clears throat> here we go. Uh, insert fancy intro here. Um, so <laughs> we we still got to work the intro part. I don't know how this is going to work. So um, first question. If you had a blank wall for graffiti, what would you write? I would write in very, very, very small letters <laughs> after required. Okay. Why small letters? So... That anybody and I would like put a large frame around it. Let me let me keep on explaining. Put a large frame, okay, and just big enough in the middle. I would say action required. Interesting. Number one, because sometimes it's the small actions that really get the biggest traction. But it's because I want people to really pay attention and read it. If it's really big letters, they're just be like, "Whoa, what did that say? That's cool." Next, because everything's so flashy all the time. That's those those things that kind of seep in. And get you, Peely. It's, it's such it's such a good answer. I don't want to give mine now. Like that was. <laughs> I I don't know if I should give mine. Mine is so childish in comparison. All you gotta I, get yours because now I'm interested. The big colors are really colorful. <laughs> so, all I thought was to just put something on there that makes me laugh all the time. And I don't know why, but Shark Week makes me laugh. That's the only thing I, I know. It just makes, you know, like, <laughs> I, for whatever reason in my head, I imagine being able to have a conversation and just randomly say Shark Week because it makes me laugh, right? Like, Shark I'm, Week is I'm this. I'm actually cheering right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, see, the thing is, that's so important, though, because so often in our day, mm-hmm. we forget to laugh. We forget that this is supposed to be fun. So even though you don't think that's as that's, I think that's actually stronger than mine. I like, appreciate I appreciate the flattery. Think about this entire podcast. <laughs> I actually said the words "action required" probably about two hundred times. Action mm-hmm. required. Action required. Uh-huh. But you just made people laugh right there. Everyone who's listening to this, you just laughed, and that I think that's so important. Like laughter, laughter heals. Words are just words. Laughter though, that's feeling, that's true feeling. And it's like, I think that's probably one of the most important things about this podcast is that people can laugh with us. And that is power. I, I again, I'm speechless. I'm just gonna stick with Shark Week and I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, Shark Week. We're gonna move the next. <laughs> gonna be funny now because now you're gonna be having a conversation with jason you're just gonna think shark week and it's, gonna, it's gonna make you laugh for no reason He's gonna uh, be like, what <laughs> i'm gonna be rolling on the floor <laughs> too good okay all right um what is something that you hate having to pay for here while you think i'll give my answer first yeah I'll, I'll give you my answer i hate having to pay ho pay hoa fees now I, I realize HOA is an important thing. Don't get me wrong. I understand. I just constantly feel like there's a gimmick behind it. Like I'll pay if I'm paying, 
I saw a neighborhood. We're looking in uh, San Antonio right now because we're moving to San Antonio come the summertime. Army's moving us. So my wife sees a property and she's like, oh, this is nice. I'm like, oh, it's the right price. And then she says HOA is 14,400. Yeah. I said, ooh, what? what's going on? And at first she's like, oh, I don't see anything, whatever, whatever. Then we see a pool. Then we see a slide. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. But I moved into a, a new build one time at once uh, in Georgia, I think this was. And we were paying, I think it was like 800 for HOA. And we didn't have street lights. Where are my street lights? I was, <laughs> I was still mad about that. Where are my doggone street lights? What is going on? We we're living in a neighborhood now. We're still paying HOA here as well, three four hundred dollars. The neighborhood, the community is very active. They wanted to have Christmas lights. Peely, I have never seen a sadder Christmas tree than this in my life. They put like two strings of lights. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, every other neighborhood, they're blasting it out like it looks like Christmas land over there. Here, we got Charlie Brown's tree, and it is just oh, Jesus no. Christ. It's, oh, my God. Every time we pass now, my wife mentions that tree. She's like, see, doggone lights. <laughs> every time. Okay, so that's that's my answer. What don't I like paying for? Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that I can think of is is groceries in Hawaii. Everything's so much more expensive there. Yeah, God. I honestly don't mind paying for anything. Like, I, if it's worth it, mm-hmm. I will pay for it. And the cost of living in Hawaii, oof, astronomical. Like, yeah. real estate in Hawaii, like, I, I could, like, I would need to have a solid business plan. Never mm-hmm. mind, I was born and raised in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. My, my family has property in Hawaii, but I would need a solid business plan to ever invest, purchase. I mean, just going there, I am lucky I have family to stay with. I don't know how people afford it. I don't know how my family only affords it because my parents bought in the 90s. And everyone right now, like people who are selling their homes is because Mm -hmm. they can make that equity. They can make tons of equity, but they can't buy again ever. Yeah. Because Hawaii is in this bubble that will probably never pop because everyone wants to live there. And families are being taken from their homes. Like it's, we could do an entire podcast on that. So I'm going to stop there, but... Mm. Say no more. I don't like paying for that type of tax. Right. Especially being from Hawaii, being Hawaiian, being Kanaka Maoli. Right. Like being from there, I don't understand why my people are homeless, are are can't go to great schools, are suffering because they can't afford their home, like their birthright. Yeah. I just, sorry to bring it down, but no, no, no. I don't it's, like paying for. I don't, no. and I don't, I don't let my, I don't like the fact that my people have to pay for that. No, I'm, I'm with you 120%. Um, when I was living in Hawaii, I noticed that myself. Um, all my Hawaiian friends were very adamant on, hey, there's a reason we hold so strongly. And one thing that I really respect about my Hawaiian friends were, was that, that, oh, sorry, Hawaii. Let me say it right. So I'll get beat up. They were very, they were, 
they were very 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 heart like heartfelt email yeah okay fair enough okay (laughs) they were very they were very um protective of the culture which I respected and I loved and I loved it about them. And no matter how welcoming they were, like if you slipped up in the culture, Hey, you don't do that because of this, this and this, it wasn't just, Hey, don't do that. And that that's it. They'd explain to you why this is important in, in the world of Aloha. This is why you should be this way or that way. This is why we were show respect to our elders and what we expect our ancestors to do for us just as much as the things that we do for our ancestors. So um, I, I'm 100% with you and, and being able to see when I left, they were working on, I don't know if it was a railway system or if it was some kind of subway, but they were doing something smack in the middle. And I'm like, what's going on? What? First of all, did you, did you live there? Yeah, so it was 2013, 12, 13, somewhere around there. Still not done with that. Right? I'm not. I am. Jesus Christ. I am not surprised by that at all. It was a debacle when I was there. I was like, what are we doing? The traffic's already bad enough. We're, it's Hawaii. You're not going. It's not like you're driving to the Big Island, brother. It's it's, it's really simple. It's so bad. It's nuts, and that and that wasn't helping because now you've got it in the middle of Kamehameha Highway, and mm-hmm. people have got to go around, and mm-hmm. now it goes from yeah. So it was already a 45 minute drive. Now it's all right. Let me let me relax. Okay, I'm getting past. Okay, let's, let's 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 let me let's, chill out. Dial back in. Dial back in, Peely. Okay, here we go. All right. So we don't like to pay. We we agree. That Hawaiians are paying too much to stay yes. in Hawaii. I agree. Yes, one hundred percent. All right. Next, next one. Here. Next one. Uh, what fortune cookie saying would summarize your life for the next month? Can I say it again? Go for Actually it. Fired. Okay. All right. And I'm going to go back to what my strong point has been. What my mm. personal motto is: live with aloha. And this goes back to. And this is a good reminder and for other people it might be different, but it's like when you enter a room, how do you want to enter? Do you want to enter with spite? Do you want to enter with, with like uncomfortableness? Right. I don't even the word. Or do you want to enter with confidence? Do you want to enter with love? Do you want to enter with acceptance? Do you want to enter with power? Do you want to enter with strength? Do you want to enter with swagger? Whatever it is, Figure out how you want to give back to the room that you enter and you will enter a room differently. You notice there's people when they enter a room, all of a sudden, all the, all the faces in the room go like, oh, mm-hmm. that's how you do that. You make the choice to enter a room that way. For me, it's to enter with aloha. Whether or not the, the faces turn doesn't matter to me. Because I know I'm entering with me, with who I am. When I enter into a meeting, when I enter into a Zoom, like a Zoom call, I enter it with aloha. And I make sure if I'm going to give my time to whatever this is, right. I'm going to give my time with aloha or it's, there's no sense in doing it. Like if I can't give my all, then maybe I shouldn't enter the room. If I'm going to go there expecting aloha, then I'm going to give it first. I like it. It's a very Hawaiian way of thinking. No, it's a uh, it's a very Peely way of thinking. I, I love the <laughs> way I love the thought process it, that makes sense to me, particularly after our conversation and just watching some of your interviews. Your thought process makes it, it makes more and more sense to me. It made sense when you said it before, but it's on mm-hmm. video. Hearing you say it and kind of go deeper into it, it's providing a little bit more clarity and, and connecting those pieces that I wasn't quite understanding or wasn't quite getting. Um, for me, I think 
the cookie summarization for the next month of my life is focus on your strength. And it's, it sounds like a really sounds like a really cliche thing to say, of course, but. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to take over this podcast because we're going to stop oh, that. Okay, it's here we go. And that you said something and then you're taking yourself down you did that with you did that with your laughter thing with your funny <laughs> thing and you took yourself down so years of self-deprecation with power got it you're right you're 100 right you are 100 right i call I, you out on your own podcast no but you know what you know what those 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 down. watching and listening you take your lumps doggone i would take my beating like a man i was wrong <laughs> i messed powerful. up I appreciate that. Okay, okay. I'm I will say this for all your listeners. This is by far the best podcast I've been on for a while. Oh, I've had you. such a great time speaking with you. So know that you're powerful. So your answers to your own questions mm-hmm. are so powerful because so many people want to listen to you and they want to know what you have to say. So answer your own question one more time. All right. Okay. So I'm going to ask my question again this time and I'm not putting myself down. So... Mm-hmm. Um, my next, my summarization for the next month of my life in a in fortune cookie form, it would be strength. What did I say before? Follow your strengths. That's it. Follow your strengths. <laughs> I'm your, I'm your personal fortune cookie. Right now. I like it. I like it. So, so here's my explanation of that. Over the last year being deployed, I realized there's certain things that I am good at and certain things that I'm not so great at. When it comes to multifamily real estate, I'm not the best when it comes to numbers. It's something I'll continue to work on and continue to develop. But I realize my strength is more in things like I'm doing now, the conversations. I am I happen to be very good on camera. I'm good with connecting with people. I'm good with reaching out to folks. So I think that anybody who's listening or watching that has something that they believe is right for them, lean into that. I've started to raise capital now because, okay, I realize this is where my strengths are. I'm going to stick with the capital raising side of the house. I've got friends who are much better at the numbers. I talk to them. They give me the basics. I have the, you know, the line and understanding of the cap rate, the NOI, the things that are important. But when it comes to talking and having those conversations about money, about funding, about what we can do, what we can't do, that's where I jump in. And they're, you know, of course, by my side. But that's I think that's a, a dynamic we all need to have, particularly when it comes to real estate as we get into it. And I'm going to say yes with a capital yes. <laughs> <laughs> love it okay two more questions people two more questions so for, next one is what do you regret not doing oh i try not to focus on the regrets but there okay, are a fair. ton of things i have had an incredible incredible life um not very many people know about this about me i was actually in the theater and arts for almost two decades wow two decades there was a ton of things that I could have done differently. I don't regret them though, because they led me to where I am today. Throughout high school and into college, I was a writer. I have novels written that I've never published. Do I re- regret not publishing them in a big way? I actually put them out there. I took them off of Facebook a while ago, but I put them out there for a little bit. Okay. Because then I. I put them out there. I let people read them. It was great. Do I regret not going full force with that? No, because if I let myself regret, I'll just live in it, right? That's true. What else? Do I regret giving up our flipping and wholesale business? Do I think we could have kept on going? Maybe, but without that, without that, the responsibility for that choice and making that choice, maybe we wouldn't be where we are today. 
So I don't regret any of my choices because it's what brought me to this moment. Any other choice, like, and like I'm going to come back to the responsibility of our choices, right? Mm-hmm. And making sure my kids know this, making sure that you're taking responsibility for your choices in that period, in that time, so that you're not faced with regret years later. I mean, do I regret not purchasing Apple when I was in middle school and my uncles were talking about it on the beach. Right, right. Maybe a little bit, but I didn't know how to do that. So I can't regret it. <laughs> regret true. is, again, I'm going to go back to what I was saying about a waste of time. It's going to, like, there's some times where I'm just like, ooh, like when I remember things in high school or college or yesterday. But it's like, you give yourself that five minutes and then you let it go because it's it's a waste of your time. That said... I'm sure you have an answer. <laughs> I also well, I do, but I, I I'm in agreement with you. I don't think regret is something that you should do. Do I? Do I would have changed some things? Mm, probably not. Would mm-hmm. I have done some things sooner? One hundred percent. Things like, for example, le- like I said, leaning in my strength. I would have done that if I would have realized sooner that hey, I'm good on camera. I'm better on camera. I would have got on YouTube when it first came out. It took me it took me to get onto Clubhouse and to really hate Clubhouse and for that time frame the audio experience therein right I hate I I do not like Clubhouse with a passion and it's not nothing against people there it's just the platform I didn't feel like allowed for real true communication it became this um what do I call it I call it Twitter's a uh, Twitter finger space where Twitter's fingers are anybody who will, they'll talk a whole lot of stuff because they know there's no, there's no real consequence to what you're doing. Right. So that's what I felt about clubhouse with YouTube. Mm-hmm. You still have the same thing, but I can delete you off of the comments. I can just not pay attention. Whereas if you're in a gauging conversation, I'm like, ah, I'm sitting here listening to Peely talk about all this great stuff. And Tom over here just won't stop spitting out this stupid. And you know what I mean? And it's, it's like. <laughs> I just love Clubhouse. I, so. When anybody from Clubhouse is listening, I love you. That's how I actually. <laughs> we can talk about maybe the next time we get together how I actually. We actually um, brought in our first employee from Clubhouse. Really? Oh, yeah. We're going to have to go that. We're going to have to yeah. go to that. Well, okay. We'll okay. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. I, was, I was on Clubhouse. <laughs> It was my favorite. Um, all right. So next question, Peely. In your opinion, blank is really silly. Funny faces are really silly. Good answer. Good good answer. <laughs> good answer. I don't know if I was supposed to go serious there, but No, you listen, one, you go be really silly too. They're actually the silliest of <laughs> get it from me. I like it. I would say, what do I think is? I think avocados are silly. Or let me correct myself. People's people's love of avocados is silly. I will. I will be one hundred percent honest. Having a transparent moment here. There was a very long time I didn't really know what was in. Um, what's the stuff they make avocados out of? Um, guacamole. Guacamole. I didn't know it was made up of mainly avocados. Now, in my defense. I don't like guacamole. So I'm not like, that's not something that we covered in, in science class or biology or home ec. I just did not care enough for guacamole. So, you know, I, I put that out one time at work and they were like, oh, 
outraged. Oh, I can't believe you don't like guacamole. Hey man, if you don't shut up. <laughs> okay, little little uh, little side note about me. Okay, how I learned how to eat avocados. I actually thought people were really weird mm. when I found out that they put lime and salt and things into avocados. Uh-huh. Because I grew up eating avocados with sugar. Really? Yeah, it actually I, makes a really, really good dessert. I might. Well. Yeah, after dieting, I might go back. I might go back. I'll give it a shot. I will give it a shot now. I will give it a shot because of you, people. I'll give it a shot with sugar and avocados. We're going to see how that works. My wife is going to be like, are you nuts? I just, I just, like, people literally just left your podcast, left YouTube. Like, <laughs> they're like, avocados with sugar? What? i tell you what. I'll tell you what. If they, they've stuck around this long, I'm taking that W. I'm okay with you. You can roll out. Go ahead. Move out if you got to. Uh, we'll be here next week. Whenever you're ready, come on back. <laughs> In the meantime, we're putting sugar on our avocados. How about that? Um, sugar so. avocados <laughs> and soda crackers. If you are from Hawaii, soda crackers. Are, especially if you're Portuguese, mm. you understand this. Portuguese Hawaiians will understand this. So we're going to go on a side note a little bit, and we're going off script. I'll probably I'll, we'll go back to, to we'll end up here in a second but I, something I gotta say one of my favorite things in Hawaii my favorite places in Hawaii is Helena's and uh-huh. uh, uh, oh and I uh, I uh, yeah they're in I right outside of Fort Shafter mm-hmm. they had I have never liked onions I went into Helena's and I got the I got a dish and they had these onions and this pink salt I didn't know what it was at the time and I was like you know I'm gonna try this so I've dipped the onion in there oh God, the skies opened up. And oh my God! Yes, I saw King Kamehameha himself. He came down and high fived me. The highway. <laughs> you go. I was like, "This is amazing! This is amazing! That is hands down." Shout out to family in Helena's. They were always nice. They were always dope people, and the food was absolutely immaculate. So if you're in Hawaii, um, particularly if you're on Oahu or you visit Aea or near Shafter or um. What is it? Pearl Harbor. Go check out Helena's and tell them Ali sent you. So they're not going to know who you're talking about, but go tell them anyway. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> Peely, uh, I've enjoyed you so, so much. I'm glad you got to come on today. Before I let you go, I want to make sure people are able to reach out to you or track you down and join coaching if they want. How do people get a hold of you? For all information, you can simply go to my website www.yarusi, my last name, Y-A-R-U-S-I, holdings with an S.com. You can get access to our investor platform as well as our coaching platform. So our coaching platform is Seven Figure Multifamily. And our podcast is Seven Figure or, or Multifamily Live. And again, just go to my website. I'm sure you'll have them in the show notes someplace. Absolutely. Um, go to my website and... You can get access to all of it. My cell phone's not on the website. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> That'd be wild. <laughs> it's like, oh, Billy's really after it. <laughs> Full access. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, lady, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you're better than you were, but you're not half as good as you're going to be. This is Real Estate from the Foxhole. We'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.